You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 10. Like your faith, your love's growth and effectiveness has a direct correlation to its use and to the degree in which you put it to work. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh, and it's great to be here with you guys today. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. So today, we get to pick up where we left off last week. In episode nine, we went over these three ways to establish the proper mindset and really to prepare our hearts so that we can have a solid foundation to build a loving and a lasting marriage. So we spent our entire time last week talking about this idea foundation. And, you know, looking back on it, I was thinking, was it a little overkill? Well, in fact, I was even wondering if, if maybe I talked too much about it. Because there was a part of me that wanted to dive right into the tactics and the strategies and the, the things you could get busy on to, to really put to work in, in your marriage. But then I started really reflecting on the foundation aspect and how powerful it is. And it made me think about, actually, it was my son Brady that kind of prompted this idea of how important foundation is. So Brady, he had just gotten home from school and he was asking me, he said, hey, dad, how are those guys doing next door? with that dirt work. Are they done with it? And see, next door to our home, they're building another home. And they're in the very early stages of constructing this this new house. And so Brady said, he said, Dad, it seems like they're taking forever. They're moving this dirt around. They're taking old dirt out. They're bringing new dirt in. They're piling dirt, smashing dirt, 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 rolling it. He's like, man, they're, they're all they're doing is just messing around in this dirt. He said, how much longer until they build a house? And it just really struck with me because as much as my son loves to play in the dirt, he's anxious to see, I don't know, I guess some wood being cut, <laughs> some framing going up in his own little mind. He's thinking, man, I want to see some real progress here. But the truth of the matter is in my little mind too. I came to realize that without the proper foundation, with, without that footing, that proper footing, the, the first sign of a storm or rain or wind, any tremendous amount of pressure that's going to be put on that house, without the, the time and the care and the investment that they put in to strengthen and to build that foundation, when those winds and rains and those storms come, it's going to start weaken, right? That house is going to be weak. It'll begin to come apart. It, it'll be vulnerable and susceptible to the storms that are, that are going to be beating on its proverbial door. And so that was what I was thinking about when I was thinking about the importance of foundation. So I hope that you understand the need of creating a foundation in your marriage, just like creating a foundation when we're building a house and this particular foundation that we were talking about was that proper mindset and a proper heart. And if you've already listened to 
last week's episode, number nine, you're definitely on your way to, I guess, cutting some proverbial wood to uh, maybe start the framing in your marriage, you know, using that, using that construction analogy there. But I'm going to go in more detail with you today. So we're going to go from foundation to building. And in fact, this might be a good time for me to mention to you, if you didn't catch last week's episode, that I'm going to even go deeper on this idea of foundation, as well as the the building, the framing part of it, if you will. Next week, I'm going to be doing a free coaching and training webinar, and it'll it'll identify those attacks that are really trying to sabotage our marriage, because there's stuff that's trying to penetrate the walls of our marriage. And there's some really fantastic biblical principles that we can set in place in our marriage that that establishes a path to that abundant blessing that I know I'm wanting in my marriage. So go to yourblesslife.com slash marriage, and you can sign up for that free training and coaching webinar, and you can get the details on, on the dates and the times, what have you. So it's yourblessedlife.com slash marriage. So let's dive into this notion here of, of a loving and a lasting marriage. And I want to start with, of these two words, loving and lasting, I want to start with love. And then we'll move into the lasting part right after that. So when we look at this idea of, of love in our marriage, I can't help but to put a parallel of faith in this little equation. Now, let me, let me tell you what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking, what I mean here. So as it relates to our spiritual life, our faith is at the core, right? And as it relates to our married life, it's our love that's really at the core. So let's let's look at at faith first as we correlate these two, these faith and love correlation here. So as a Christian, the core of my faith is Christ. It's that belief that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God and that he died for my sins and that he is the Lord and Savior of my life, and that he's reconciled me unto God. And that that faith in Christ is kind of my, it's my ticket. It's my access pass to an eternal life in heaven, and even a more abundant life here on earth. But so as a believer in Christ, as a follower of Christ, we have this, this urging, this nudging, this prompting in our heart and in our mind to live out our faith each and every day. The Holy Spirit of God is is prompting us to this fullness of faith that's in us. Its growth and effectiveness has a direct correlation to its use. So as we nurture our faith, as we take action on our faith, as we grow our faith, well, we, we then have a richer, a fuller experience in our spiritual walk in Christ. So James, the half-brother Jesus, he really, he really exhorts this notion of getting busy with our faith. And when we put our faith to work, we are really exercising our faith. And in fact, we prove our faith by our works. That's what James tells us. In fact, he goes into into detail about it in chapter two of the book of James in the Bible when he says this, 
our faith becomes perfected by our works. So in essence, he's saying our faith gets better, it gets stronger, it gets fuller as we put it to work in our lives. There's an interesting correlation here of our faith in our spiritual life to the love in our married life. And I really believe it's this exciting revelation of God's wonderful working power in these two areas of our life. Okay, so let's take a look at love. We, we kind of looked at the faith aspect of it. Let's look at love and see how it relates to your married life. So your love for your spouse is at the core of your relationship. It's the heartbeat of why you're together, right? I mean, because you love them. It's this belief that this other person in your life is in fact the love of your life and that your love for them prompts you, it urges you, it convicts you to this lifelong commitment to them. Really, it's a commitment commitment to love them. And it's a belief that, you know, this is the person that I'm meant to spend the rest of my life with. That love for our spouse is is really the basis by which we live out that lifelong commitment that we make to them. So as you begin to put that love to work in your marriage, it strengthens and solidifies your love. And so if we don't nurture it, if we don't pursue it, if we don't increase our love with our spouse, what happens is it begins to weaken. The love begins to weaken and it it becomes undermined. See, love has this desire to be shared. You can't hoard it. You can't wrap your arms around it and and not let it go because it smothers, it dies. Love has this need to be given away and love wants to be put to work in your marriage daily, each and every day. And when it does, then it begins to represent that fullness, that capacity of what God intends for your marriage to be. So like your faith, your love's growth and effectiveness has a direct correlation to its use and to the degree in which you put it to work. As we nurture our love and as we take action on it, we we grow it. We grow our love and it becomes richer and fuller. And then the overall experience in our marriage becomes better. If we look at 1 John in chapter 3, there's this really cool biblical insight to the workings of love. So like faith, our love needs to be supported by our actions, right? Our actions support and increase our love. And when we open our heart to love, then we're more aligned with the ways of God. So in verse 18 of that first John chapter three, we learn that our actions that support our love is in fact the revelation that our love is true or is made true. So it's the revelation that our love is in fact true or is made true. So with our faith, it's our, our works or our deeds, the things that we do that perfect it. And with our love, again, it's the works, the things, the deeds, the actions 
that make it true. So there's no coincidence that that faith and love have this awesome alignment, this powerful alignment. So if love is at the heart of marriage, beckons the question, what can we do to create a marriage that lasts? Well, before I get into the lasting part of it, I want you to share a little love. Well, I'm going to ask you if you'd share a little love of your own for us here at Your Blessed Life by letting us know how much you're enjoying the show. And, and this isn't for me necessarily as it is for the show because the iTunes platform really gives a lot of credit to this idea of rating and reviewing the show. And they want to know what the listeners think. So when you go to that iTunes app or if you've got the podcast app from iTunes and you click on that and you leave a review, it gives the show, I don't know, credibility. It gives the show a means to be shared by iTunes. So that's why we ask you for it. So to do that, just click on that podcast app on your phone. And when you click on that, you'll be inside iTunes. There's this little magnifying glass, at least it is on my phone at the bottom and you click that and it opens up a search box and then you type in the show, your blessed life. Instead of going to the artwork first, you have to actually type it in your blessed life. And so then it takes you to that artwork. And once you see that artwork, you can click on the rate and review the show. If you haven't subscribed to the show, the purple subscribe button is there and we would love for you to, to subscribe to the show as well. So thank you. Thank you in advance for, for looking at that and doing that for us. So let me share something with you. If you've listened to all of episode nine already and you've made it to this point in episode 10, then you've taken those first steps to creating a lasting love and you've begun to establish that foundation and, and built it upon love. So the next step here is about nurturing and growing that love. And that creates precisely the, the kind of marriage environment that we envision for our marriage, for our relationship. So this is really the, the lasting part as it relates to loving and lasting marriage here. So I want you to look down the road with me here. So if you look down the road in, in your married life, or if you're not married yet, but you're in a serious relationship, I want you to look two, five, ten plus years down the road in your marriage and ask yourself these questions. What, what would you think what would you feel? What would you say? And what would you do that would be an accurate representation of what you want your marriage to look like? So let me give you a couple of ideas. Let me, I'm going to share some answers from a couple that I just had a coaching session earlier this week, and we were talking about this specific thing. So let me, let me give you an example, and it might make a little more sense. Here were some of their answers. So I had them identify five words that supported the vision for the future of their marriage, you know, in two, five, 10 plus years. And so they, so we did this exercise and they brainstormed together and within we combined them together and we came up with these five words that supported their vision for the future of their marriage. And their five words were this, and, and this was the order that they gave them to me. So spiritual, 
loving, connected, aligned, and fun. Okay, so these five words, they represent the what, right? The, the what for this particular couple. They represent the vision that this couple has for the future of their marriage. So if we've identified their what, now we can move into the how. And the way we move into the how is by first making a statement of faith to support those five words that they created, that they chose to support the vision for their future and their marriage. So this statement of faith really becomes a verbal, a declaration, I guess you can call it, a commitment, kind of like a vow. When I was preparing for this, it made me think of the vows again. So this state of faithment, the statement of faith becomes this verbal vow, this verbal declaration that you make to each other. It's this verbal expression of your love and a commitment. So, I mean, what you could do, I mean, if if you're willing to go through this exercise like they did, you sit down with your partner, with your spouse, and say it out loud and make it a fun exercise that you do together as a couple. I'm going to take you like five minutes, 10 minutes. And you ask each other, what your five words would be. So, you know, if Dana and I were doing this, I'd say, okay, these are my five words that I would tell Dana. And then she would tell me her five and we would put them together to make sure that they accurately support our vision for our marriage for two, five, 10 years down the road. So I'd say, all right, Dana, I'm committed to creating a marriage environment that is blank. So if I'm using the other couple's examples, I would say, I'm committed to creating a marriage environment that is spiritual, loving, connected, aligned, and fun. So that was their five, right? I like those five. I mean, those are, those are strong. And then I would follow that with a set of actions to support it. And that really is the next step. So step number two is to create an action set that supports those five words. So what are you going to do? What can you do to create a marriage environment that supports those desired outcomes that, you know, that we just said, spiritual, loving, connected, aligned, and fun? So what can we do to create an action set that supports those five visions? Well, let's do one. Let's go through one. Let's just pick one. We definitely couldn't go through all of them. But if we can go through one, I think you can duplicate this process with the other four. So of those five, spiritual, loving, connected, aligned, fun, let's pick, let's pick loving. So with loving, let's ask the question here. What action set can we create that creates... <laughs> an environment of love. So here's the key with these five visions. What you want to create in your marriage, you're going to need to be willing to give it first. Yeah. When you are willing to give it first in faith, in love, you begin to take responsibility for creating the kind of environment that you want. I mean, it's really the... The, the sowing and the reaping principle that work, you know, give and you shall receive. 
And when we do this, when we are giving to our spouse, we're really exhibiting the heart of Christ. We're really exhibiting the ways of God. And it's putting your faith to work, right? By your actions. You know, we're not sitting around with our arms crossed waiting for our spouse to get busy. We are stepping out in faith and we're following it up with actions. So when you give to your partner in this way, you're saying with your actions, not just with your words, I trust you, I care for you, and I believe you. That's, that's what's behind the actions that you begin to take. And really even a bigger picture than that is when we take those actions, we're telling God, Lord, I'm believing you. I'm trusting you. And I'm stepping out in faith that these little seeds of love here that I'm getting ready to act on that I'm planting into my relationship, that they will blossom into something awesome, into, you know, big fruit that will, that will bless my marriage. You know, after all, if you look at Acts 20, 35, Jesus says to us here, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. I suspect that principle holds true in our marriage as well. So let's, so let's get back to this vision of love. What can we do that creates a, an action set that's based around love? Well, we've defined what love is and what it looks like when you can begin doing those things. So maybe that's the first thing that you do. As a couple, you have a discussion. Okay, what does love mean to the two of us? And so once you've defined what that means to you guys, then you can establish this action set. And maybe it looks like this. So we'll, we'll do another example. So maybe you're letting each other know that you love them. And maybe you let your spouse know that you love them by simply telling them once a day. You say, in my case, it's Dana, I love you. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it when I get up. Maybe I'm saying it when she goes to work on the way home. But I'm, I'm just saying it once a day. Next, maybe I pick up my spouse's favorite thing for dinner at the store and we, we prepare dinner together, but it's something, you know, I'm thinking about her next. Maybe I could surprise her, which I just did by unloading the clean dishes in the dishwasher. It doesn't sound like much next. Maybe I could tell Dana, I could say, Hey honey, let's spend a few minutes, just the two of us sitting out on the swing in the front yard, like five minutes, 10 minutes, just a few minutes together. And finally, maybe I could just grab Dana's hand. You know, when we're walking to the car from the grocery store or even in the grocery store, I could grab her hand just for a few minutes while we're walking together. Don't have to say anything. Just grab her hand and hold her hand. You know, so doing these, I mean, if we created that little stack of five and we did those we shot, our goal was to do those once a day. And I realized that opportunity not might not present itself every day, but we're looking for that opportunity. We're looking to make the time to take the time to do that once a day. So can you see how if we stack those, that little action set of love and we begin to create this reoccurring environment that moves us closer to the vision of love that, that we spoke of earlier? I mean, this is just one action set. Just this one little exercise can completely change your marriage. It can set it on an entirely new path. 
And so for this couple's examples that we were just going over, you know, that love was one of their examples. It was one of their five words that they identified to support the vision for their future and for their marriage. You can begin to create other action sets. And then you stack these on top of each other. They build on each other and they're, they're loving on each other. And you, so you create this statement of faith and then you create these action sets for each statement. I mean, that is a bona fide, simple, but effective plan that you can begin working on immediately. I hope that, I hope that you see the power that this will, this will have, it can have in your marriage when you begin to stack these multiple actions. And this is just one one of the tools that I that I share with couples when we're looking to set them on that path to a loving and a lasting marriage. And I'd love to share more of them with you. I'm going to share more of them with you if you want to join us for a training I have next week. And it's a free training, and we're going to go a little bit deeper on this topic. And we're going to also identify some things that are trying to break your marriage down. The the training is is called three massive attacks that are trying to destroy your marriage. And there's a, I call it the number one secret to a lasting marriage because it is. And we're going to discuss some other things too. So we're going to talk about, this is a big one. We're going to talk about how to get past the hurt and the pain in a relationship. I'm really wanting to expound on that right now, but let's just leave it right there because I know that stuff happens. We're going to go over five keys to creating an environment of intimacy. I mean, if I could spend 10 minutes with you and teach you nothing else, I would teach you that intimacy. It's that important. We're going to talk about what you can do to transform a a good marriage to a thriving marriage. So we're going to do this next week. It's going to be next Tuesday on May the 3rd, and you can get registered for it if you want by just going to the website. Go to yourblessedlife.com yourblessedlife.com slash marriage. So when you go there, you can find the details on the on the free coaching and training webinar. It's yourblessedlife.com slash marriage. Wow. I don't know why I'm always shocked when I look up at the clock to see him. It's time to wrap up. <laughs> I'm grateful that we get to spend this time together and I love being able to share these insights with you as we move you down the path of your blessed life to get to be your host and your teacher and and even your coach. And I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that there were some nuggets of marriage wisdom that that are resonating with you. And I'd love to have you leave us a review and and share how this might be blessing you. And, you know, we talked about that a while ago. You can just go to the iTunes app and click on that podcast app. Type in Your Blessed Life in the search bar. Click on the cover art and you'll see ratings and review. And from there, you you write your review. You tap the number of stars you want and you're done. So thank you for, for considering to do that for us. And thank you for being on the show with us today. And man, I have got a fun exciting episode for you next week. So if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you're going to want to so you don't miss the show. I'm going to tell you just a, a little bit about it real quick. Next Tuesday, I have an amazing guest that I want to introduce you to. She's a mom. She's an incredible advocate for Christian family. 
She's a best-selling author, and she's the wife of the deceased American sniper, Chris Kyle. She's our featured guest next week, and her name is Taya Kyle. And we had an amazing interview, an amazing discussion. And she's, she's going to share a few stories with you on faith and hope that will bless your soul because it blessed mine. So I, I know it, it will bless you. And I can't wait for you to hear Taya's story. So I hope you tune in next week. And I hope you get registered for the, um, the marriage webinar that we're going to have next week as well. So until then, remember that God loves you and he wants to bless you.